One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 31. This episode airs on the Tuesday before the U.S. holiday of Thanksgiving. I generally try to plan my episodes in advance, but I've been really stuck debating this episode and what to do about it. It occurred to me this morning that maybe the best thing for me to do is to just let you in on my thought process so you know exactly where I'm coming from. On the one hand, I do believe that getting really intentional about the people and other parts of life we're grateful for is super important, particularly in a year as tough as this one has been. But on the other hand, the more I learn about Thanksgiving and as years go on, the less I believe it's something from our past that we should celebrate. I've been trying to decide which way to take this episode, and I'm just now realizing that maybe I don't have to decide between the two, that I can just hold space for both. Yes, I am grateful for so much, and yes, I also don't want to celebrate the dark origin story of Thanksgiving. So instead of having a finely tuned point of view for this episode, I'm going to let it be a bit of a mashup of ideas, thoughts, and resources. I'm going to start by talking about Thanksgiving and some of the ways we can honor the people who were here first, instead of the colonizers that decimated so many of their tribes and populations. I'll share some resources that I would encourage you to read and look into and share with your audiences to raise awareness. And then I'm also going to share some of the things I'm most grateful for. Spoiler alert, you are one of them. Let's get into it. So on the myth of Thanksgiving. Do you remember learning about Squanto in elementary school? Squanto is short for Tisquantum. And when most of us learned about Thanksgiving, he is described as being the Native American mediator and liaison between the Native Americans and the English people who are then known as separatists who moved here on the Mayflower. But do you know how he knew English and was able to translate and serve in this role? Because years before the Mayflower arrived to Wampanoag Territory, what would become New England, he was kidnapped by a man named Thomas Hunt and brought to Europe, first to Spain and later to England, where he remained for years before finding his way back. The stories that I remember learning about Thanksgiving were very Pollyanna. They painted a picture of pilgrims arriving, meeting Native Americans, and living peacefully ever after. And that is so not what actually happened. We were taught that the pilgrims, quote unquote, discovered America. But when they arrived to what they called Plymouth, it was already a village with fields and a spring. It was available to them because all of the Native Americans who had lived there had been wiped out by a plague. 
I want to quote from a recording that I'll link in the show notes. This is from culturalsurvival.org, and it's the intro to a 2017 speech from Cedric Cromwell, the tribal council chairman of the Mashpee Wampanoag tribe of Massachusetts. It was the Wampanoag people, the people of the first light, that encountered the pilgrims when they arrived to Turtle Island, North America, from Europe in 1620. Since 1863, Thanksgiving has been celebrated as a national holiday in the United States, mythologizing the violent events that followed the European arrival into a story of friendship and mutual sharing. But the reality is that the Wampanoag's generosity was met with genocide, and this truth has been systematically suppressed in the U.S. education system, government, and popular culture. When we look at the history of Native Americans in Massachusetts since their encounter with colonial powers, we see systematic violence, erasure, ethnic cleansing, and exclusion in an effort to steal Native land, access resources, and replace Native cultures with the Euro-American culture. So by and large, colonizers were exceedingly cruel to the people who lived on Turtle Island, which is North America. And the Thanksgiving narrative that we were all taught is an active masking of a very ugly part of our country's history. So instead of saying Happy Thanksgiving, I am going to share with you a bunch of resources that I've collected that I am using to learn more, and I encourage you to read and share them with your networks as well. They'll all be linked in the show notes, but I'll also tell you a little bit about them here. The first resource is a website called Native Land. It's native-land.ca. On this website, you can learn about the tribes and indigenous communities that are native to where you live. So the tribes and communities that were there before the colonizers were. I live in West Seattle, and the tribal territories here are Duwamish, Stillaguamish, Coast Salish, and Suquamish. Another thing we can do is to learn about the real story of Thanksgiving. Uh, there's a couple articles I like that I'll link in the show notes. One is in the New York Times, and it's called Everything You Learned About Thanksgiving is Wrong. And the other is in Smithsonian Magazine, and it's called Thanksgiving Myths and What We Should Be Teaching Kids. Another idea I've seen suggested is to cook Native American foods. There's an NPR article that's called The Native American Side of Thanksgiving, and there are some great recipes in there. There's a roundup in Vice that is called How to Celebrate Thanksgiving on Stolen Land, and it has a huge list of ideas of things we can do. Many indigenous communities have been hit disproportionately hard by COVID. Support them in any way you can. Here's a few of the organizations that I've found. The Native American Rights Fund, the Native Wellness Institute, the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center, the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Native Women, and the American Indian College Fund. I also really like this suggestion to buy art and goods from businesses run by Indigenous people. I found an article of a big roundup of businesses run by Indigenous people that you could consider supporting, particularly as you go about your holiday shopping. I've also added two books to my reading list. The first is Exiled in the Land of the Free, Democracy, Indian Nations, and the U.S. Constitution by Oren Lyons. And the second is, This Land is Their Land, The Wampanoag Indians, Plymouth Colony, 
and the Troubled History of Thanksgiving by David Silverman. And the last thing I want to suggest is just to have conversations with those around you. We can be thankful for what we have and at the same time acknowledge the truth of our country's past. I would love it if you would dig into these resources right alongside me and then share them with your friends and family as well. The first step to doing better is to raise awareness. Okay, so moving on to the second part of this episode, and that is where I want to talk about some of the things that I'm grateful for. First, I'm grateful for 2017 Lauren. Almost four years ago, I told my boss that I had to leave my career. I didn't have many plans except that after four years of heading down a career that was so out of alignment with who I am, I was starting to experience physical side effects. I looked into it with a doctor and the side effects really couldn't be explained by anything other than stress. I'm so fortunate that my partner had a steady paycheck and that with some adjustments to our spending habits, we could make it work without my income. I'm so glad that I was willing to leave the security and nice paycheck to really put myself first and start a business doing something I knew I loved. In general, I tend to really gravitate towards collecting accolades and building a strong resume. So quitting this corporate job was a very, was very hard for me, ego-wise. I had a degree in economics and a pretty good career in business marketing. And leaving to start a business that required no formal training didn't seem like the most impressive thing. But I did it, and that started me on this path that I'm so grateful to be on. I'm also grateful for the corporate career that I had in marketing. While it didn't turn out to be the right fit for me, I use what I learned as a marketer every single day. I'm grateful for the love and support of my partner, my family, my friends, and those closest to me, including my sweet but wolfy dog, Puff. I'm grateful to live somewhere as beautiful, green, and most importantly, progressive as Seattle and Tacoma in the short term. I'm grateful for the small business community. We all want to belong somewhere. I think this is part of being human, but a place to belong can be surprisingly hard to find. For me, genuinely following my interests has led me to the small business community, and I just love it here. I am grateful for this podcast. I've said it before, but running this podcast has been one of the highlights of my life. Creating episodes each week has forced me to get really, really clear about what I know and to release a little bit of the perfectionism that I struggle so hard with. I've heard from so many listeners, and I can't tell you how happy it makes me to hear that you're listening, that you're learning things, and that you're enjoying this podcast. I think I will probably have an episode on podcasting down the road to share a little bit with you about how I did it and give some tips to anyone open to the idea. But in the meantime, I wanted to direct anyone interested in podcasting to the Podcast Babes podcast, run by my new friend, Anne Klassen. Anne's podcast is about podcasting. She has podcast episodes about podcast strategy, consistency, podcast marketing, content creation, and more. She also has guest interviews where she picks the brains of successful podcasters. Her podcast is pretty new, but she already has a ton of great content. You can find it at thepodcastbabes.com. Finally, I am grateful for you. If you weren't there, I would just be here talking to myself. Thank you for being here and for coming to say hello, for sharing this podcast with your friends. This has been such an adventure, and I am so grateful and appreciative of each and every one of you who listens. 
Okay, friends, that is the episode for today. I want to encourage you to consider sharing this alternative view on Thanksgiving. But separate from that, I also hope you have a minute to think about what you're grateful for and count your blessings. You can find links to all the resources I mentioned at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 31. If what I said about community resonated with you, I'd love for you to join my community on Facebook. It's a Facebook group called the Good Business Community, and you can find that by heading to makinggoodpodcast.com slash community or searching Good Business Community in Facebook. If this is your first time tuning in and you're interested in hearing more about my businesses, check out my plant-inspired stationery company, Good Sheila, or Seattle Retail Shop Station 7 at goodsheila.com and station7seattle.com. Thank you again for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.